I think anxiety gets a bad rap mm-hmm. and everybody's like, oh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And it can be, mm-hmm. and it can cause a lot of problems in our bodies, in our health, in our relationships. But there are times in our life when we need to feel anxious. Yes. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to another episode of the Tangible Truth Podcast. I am Carrie, hanging out with Susan today. Hello. Okay, Susan, I have a statistic for you. Ooh. I'm going to give you this statistic and then ask you to guess what the statistic is about. Uh-oh. It's like a really bad quiz show. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is one of the most common disorders. Mm. It affects 40 million adults in the U.S. Wow. It affects 20... 20- 5% of 13 to 18 year olds. Mm. And in the last 12 months, two to 3% of our population was actively dealing with it. Ah, uh, duh. What? Anxiety. You're right. <laughs> I was easy. It kind of boggles my mind to think about how many people deal with anxiety and not just that. So those statistics that I gave 40 million adults, 25% of teenagers that deal with anxiety, that's diagnosable generalized anxiety disorder. That's anxiety that's severe enough that you need medical treatment for it. Mm -hmm. That's not including milder forms of anxiety that we just deal with on a regular basis. Right? Right. Right. And anxiety Everyone has anxiety. Yes. It's just what level do we have it? Exactly. So you're talking about general anxiety disorder. Right. Right? Yes. Okay. You want me to give you just a general definition of generalized anxiety disorder? Please do. Okay. Just a real basic definition is excessive, persistent worry that is hard to control. Okay. It affects our everyday life. It occurs almost every day for at least six months. Okay. So that's one of the more severe forms of anxiety. That is. We can also put things like obsessive compulsive disorder as a form of anxiety. It overlaps. Also like phobias. Mm -hmm. um, Post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. Depression. Mm, It all overlaps. Okay. Okay. So if we don't have that every single day. And what we're talking about here is really debilitating every single day. I cannot function over six months that could lead to a diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder. But I also want to talk about like anxiety that affects the general population. Mm-hmm. All of us experience anxiety. We do. Right. All of us. All because of us. basically what it is, is it's a fearful reaction to a stimulus. It is. Right. It is. And I mean, that could be from, I saw a spider to you know, you get a text from your mom that says, call me with three exclamation points. And you're like, oh, no, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And your body feels it immediately. Mm. You know, if I get that text and it says, call me now. Right. You know, I immediately feel it somewhere in my body. Yeah. And you do, too. Yeah. Or if I'm at the counter and they say, I need to see your driver's license now. Mm-hmm. And I look in my purse and I don't have my driver's license. 
uh, I feel it in my body right. right now. Where's my driver's license? I've lost my driver's license. Yeah. Where you know all that kind of stuff. You know, any kind of situation that you're in right now, and you tend to panic just a little bit. Mm. You feel it, the tingling in your body somewhere. Yeah. That is a form of anxiety. You that anxiousness that you feel, okay. and your body feels it. And we've talked about listen to your body yes. several different times yeah. on the podcast. This is where it comes into play right yeah. here. So what you're saying is, is that a feeling of anxiety, it is, it's an emotion. Mm-hmm. It originates from our brain. There's a flood of chemicals that happen to us, but then our body physically responds to that stimulus that's happening in our brain, right? Exactly. Anxiety origin is in the brain. Mm-hmm but felt as a physical symptom. Okay. So can you kind of let us know, like, what are some common physical symptoms to anxiety? What are things that people generally could possibly say, feel? Yeah. Oh, clammy. You know, sometimes your hands get that yeah. really clammy uh-huh. feeling. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people that literally they say, oh, I've got this. Oh, my head. It starts hurt in between their, you know, like their temple. Right. Like a headache or their chest gets really tight, mm-hmm. a tightness in your chest. Right. For me, it's a tingly feeling yeah. in my chest, my stomach. Yeah. You know, that, that racing heart. Yes. Yeah. Racing heart. Some people actually feel like I have heard them say, I felt like I was having a heart attack. Right. They will actually go to the ER because their heart is racing mm-hmm. so fast that they th- feel like that sensation they're having a heart attack. Yeah. And, and they do need to get it checked out. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And so there are so many different physical symptoms that people, and it's on an individual basis, and your neck, sometimes Mm -hmm. the back of your neck gets tense and tight. Yeah. Uh, When you were like, oh, after the end end of a stressful day, you're like, I need a shoulder rub. Like my neck and everything feels. feels so tight. But you're right. The shoulders. Yeah. So those tense muscles. But it's different for everyone. Yeah, it is. But I, I feel like Shortness there's, of breath. there's a common theme of like this kind of heightened, mm-hmm. excited, tense, mm-hmm. racing kind of thing mm-hmm. that maybe we can label that as anxiety. And mm-hmm. again, we're going to go back to listen to your body, pay attention to your body. And mm-hmm. this is a really good exercise that we can do because we all feel moments of anxiety throughout a normal week. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of like when we maybe see a spider or have Mm -hmm. to do something that's outside of our normal, like this feels, this makes me feel nervous Mm -hmm. to kind of tune into that and be like, okay, how's my body responding to this right Mm -hmm. now? Because then that can help you in bigger circumstances. When you start to feel that tightness or my palms are sweating, you can be like, Oh wait, I'm, I'm really fearful right now. Mm -hmm. And that can help us to kind of backtrack a little bit and be like, what's going on. And if, uh, you know, when your hands are asleep, and you feel that all tingling. Mm-hmm. There's some tingling going on uh, somewhere. Yes. Uh, yes. Pay attention to that. We'll yeah. talk about the medical side of why that is in another episode. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because there's so much that it, anxiety affects our bodies. Mm-hmm. But let's talk a little bit about how does anxiety affect us just in general? Maybe it's like interpersonally or with other people. Like I know when I'm feeling really anxious, I tend to get quiet Mm -hmm. and pull back a little bit, which is actually a non-traditional response to anxiety. Mm -hmm. Most people who are feeling really anxious almost have the opposite effect, right? Mm -hmm. Where they get really talkative or Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know, kind of what, how does that kind of play out like relationally? Well, you know, it's one ditch or the other. Right. You know, a lot of people with really high anxiety, as we said, and I want to say it again, to normalize anxiety, everybody does have anxiety. Sure. You either don't have much anxiety or you have a whole lot of anxiety, but you'll fall, or some people fall right in the middle. But we all have it. It's just what level do you have it? Mm-hmm. And that really, I want to normalize anxiety. Yes. Because all anxiety is not bad. So, um, so one ditch over here is that you really overreact a mm. lot mm-hmm. to a lot of things. Yeah. So what is normally, I'm going to say the word normal, uh-huh. although for my clients, I say normal is a setting on a drive, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> but really what is normally just a very common thing you might overreact to mm-hmm. because of the anxiety mm-hmm. that you have. Yeah. Your level of anxiety causes you to respond in a way that is overreacting versus what you just said. It causes you to get paralyzed yeah. and you shut down and just paralyzed. You don't know what to do, but it's still called anxiety. Yes. Uh, and I'm almost, as you're saying it, it almost feels like a, there's an outside manifestation of mm-hmm. anxiety yes. and an inside manifestation right. of anxiety. Right. And what's going on when you're paralyzed in your body? Oh, it's, what are you doing? it's frenetic on the inside right. of my body. Like my That's thoughts right. are racing. My heart is racing. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, but on the outside, I'm withdrawn. I'm silent. I might physically remove myself from everybody around me and go off and be by myself, but it's turmoil on the inside of my body. But I know other people who they present their anxiety on the outside of their bodies and their turmoil to be with. It's like this tornado kind of coming at you. Right. Right. Maybe irritable or just a lot of words really quickly said. Excessive talking. Yes. Excessive talking. Or or if something did not go their way, that if somebody told them they were going to be given this or not given that. I'm thinking of a situation right now that I was helping somebody with a rent situation. Uh So uh, I went there and somebody said, no, that's not what I told you. And I was helping and it was getting tense. And I was like, no, you told them that they could have the rent for X, Y, Z. And, you know, I was, I was there on behalf of this person. Yes. On, uh, and you said that you were, I, were, I was fighting for someone. <laughs> right. I was fighting for someone and I was getting very anxious. Yeah. And so I was the opposite of you. I was getting louder, mm, you know. Right. And so that was, it was coming out. Yeah. You know, I became a mama bear exactly. for this person. Yes. And you're generally winning. a really soft spoken person. So when you say I was getting louder, I'm like, that's not like you. Yeah. Oh, I was fighting for this. Yes. Person, you know, so I became very anxious. So I was the opposite. Mm. And so I think that's what we do, one or the other. And and so I think you're right. The anxiety comes out one way or the other. Yeah. But it was manifested outwardly for me, yeah. just exactly as you described. Yeah. I wasn't holding anything back. <laughs> You know, so it all came out. And for you, it was it was it was the same, but different. Exactly. Isomorphic. Yes. It was same, but different. Yeah. All yours was internalized Mm -hmm. and it shut you down. Mine was overtly externalized. It was expressed. But but at the root, it was 
a feeling of I'm not in control. Right. I feel powerless. Totally. I feel fearful. Totally. Right. Like this and, is not what you said. No, right. this is not what you said. I'm not leaving. You know exactly. And so it's I this. won't have a place to live. You don't understand. <laughs> right. And, and I think that's so interesting of how um, completely different responses. Mm-hmm. At the root of it, mm-hmm. we're feeling the same thing. Yes. And I think if we can remember that, it really helps us in relationship with other people mm-hmm. to be like, just because they're not responding the way that I would respond, doesn't mean that we're not feeling the same thing in this moment. Right. Yeah, exactly. Totally. 100%. Driven by anxiety. I think anxiety in general mm-hmm. gets a really bad rap. And I had to learn this. Mm-hmm. You know, God fearfully and wonderfully made you, Carrie, and he fearfully and wonderfully made me. We both have anxiety. Mm -hmm. We have it at different levels. Mm -hmm. So God, I began to ask him, how do you want to use the anxiety you've given me? Hmm. Okay, hang on. That's like, that's a really profound question. I know. Not God, get rid of this anxiety. Right. But God, how do you want to use this anxiety you've given me? That's right. Yeah. So, because, I mean, he didn't make a mistake, he says, right? me. Yes. He didn't make a mistake making you, right? Yeah. So, we tend to focus on all of the bad parts mm. of us. So, mm-hmm. if somebody tells me I have anxiety, and I know I have anxiety, then if I go, oh, I've got anxiety, I can't do that, or I can't do that because I've got anxiety. Oh, it's just horrible, I've got anxiety, and anxiety is just the worst thing. So if I focus on the negative, Mm -hmm. on anxiety, it'll be the most horrible, terrible thing. Right, and it keeps you from doing the things that you want to do in life. Exactly. Yeah. Now, do I wish I didn't have anxiety? Of course. Yeah, none of us really want it. I'm not not glorifying my anxiety here. At all. Mm -hmm. But I did say, God, how do you want to use anxiety you've given me? Mm -hmm. And I started looking at the anxiety differently Mm -hmm. because of that. Just like when there is a difficult person in my life, I, I pray. God, show me. Now, listeners, Carrie is definitely not a difficult person in my life. But if she were, I would say, God, show me. Show me Carrie's heart as you see Carrie's Mm, heart. Yeah. You know, when I pray that prayer completely, it changes my view of Carrie Mm -hmm. for sure. So same with anxiety. It's a different way to view anxiety because I do speak. I'm a speaker. Right. Uh, I sing. I I do things that are uncomfortable. Yes. uh, In the ministry, in, you know, in technology, in all these things. And they cause me great anxiety Mm. or could or do. Right. But if I just, God, Uh (laughs) you're going to have to do this through me. This is not something I would normally do on my own. Right. Help me do this through my anxiety. Mm -hmm. So to allow him to do that through me, it is a red flag. And I think that's part of what anxiety gives me. But I'm much more alert. So I thank him. Yes. For the alertness. Uh If that's the correct way to say that. Yes. It keeps me on my toes. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, it keeps me connected to him yes. more. Right. As my conclusion to the amount of anxiety that I've been given. Yes. And this is when we lean into it and we're listening. Yes. We're listening to our bodies and we're going, okay, I'm feeling something here. Yes. And then that feeling causes us to kind of stop for a second and say, okay, God, 
what's going on? What do you want to show me here? How do you want to use me Yes. Right? Yes. And that's what I have learned to do. And what I mean by it keeps me more connected to him. It literally keeps me more connected to him. Mm -hmm. So would I be as close to God without my anxiety? I don't Mm -hmm. know because I've got I've got it. Yeah. Do I have a severe case of anxiety? No. Mm -hmm. But do I have anxiety? Yes. Right. So it definitely causes me to stop and say, God, what is this about? Yeah. And I've learned to listen to my body. But every time I have to ask him and he reveals me something and that came from starting to thank him because mm. he didn't mm-hmm. make a mistake. Right. But now many people have severe cases and we're going to be talking about the medical yes. piece of that at a different yeah. episode. Yeah. So we'll be, we'll be diving a little bit more into that next week, talking about when anxiety gets severe and how the long-term effects of anxiety can affect us, our health and our bodies. But kind of this idea of anxiety being good mm-hmm. or beneficial mm-hmm. is probably a new concept for a lot of people, especially people who struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what you're saying about, especially about like you speak in front of crowds and, you know, do you know, like public speaking is the number one fear in America. Mm-hmm. Like death is number two and public speaking is number one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but there's actually something good that comes from feeling that anxiety that you're talking about. And so I want to share just a little bit of research on why anxiety can actually be a good thing. Perfect. Okay. So when we feel anxiety, it triggers our amygdala, which goes into that fight, flight, or freeze Mm -hmm. thing that we've all probably heard about. But what actually happens then is our body's flooded with cortisol and adrenaline. Mm. Okay? Cortisol gives us a burst of energy. Mm -hmm. It heightens our memory. Mm -hmm. And it lowers our sensitivity to pain. I love that. That's good, right? It is so good. Adrenaline increases our heart rate and our lung capacity. It also enlarges our pupils and makes you more aware of your surroundings. I love that. Okay. So if you think about like, I'm getting ready to give a presentation in front of the class. Well, I want a burst of energy. I want heightened memory. I want to be more aware of my surroundings. So anxiety can actually help me give a better presentation Mm -hmm. than if I just went up there going, ah, whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, we've all heard the stories or seen them in the news of a mother lifting a car off of her child. Yes. That comes from adrenaline and cortisol. Mm -hmm. When there's an actual real emergency and you need to lift something that you're physically incapable of lifting god put these chemicals in our body to give us this burst of superhuman strength that we can like rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. and do something in a crisis that we couldn't do without this flood of chemicals that's in our body and so i think anxiety gets a bad rap Mm -hmm. and everybody's like oh it's bad it's bad it's bad And it can be, Mm -hmm. and it can cause a lot of problems in our bodies, in our health, in our relationships. But there are times in our life when we need to feel anxious. Yes. Right? Right. And and so I'm hearing you talk about this of like, no, this is a gift that Mm -hmm. God has given us in the way that he fearfully and wonderfully made us to be able to face things that are outside of our comfort zone Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't be able to without the anxiety. True. And I just think that's amazing. It is amazing. Isn't that cool? I know. Yeah. I know. But I think we have to tune into it and not push against it to actually work with our anxiety. We do. Yeah. Because 
There's probably another stat that uh-huh. tells you there's too much. There can be too much right. cortisol, too much adrenaline. Yes. And then it'll wreak havoc yes. on our bodies. Right. Because our, the purpose of it is, okay, I'm going to give a speech in front of a class or I'm teaching a Sunday school mm-hmm. class or whatever. So the anxiety is supposed to last mm-hmm. for a short amount of time to help us through that fearful moment. Mm-hmm. And then when it's over... We're supposed to let those feelings go, let our body return to a normal state. Yes. But some people struggle with returning to that normal state. They can't regulate. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when it can cause problems. Yes. It can wreak havoc on our body because our body's not designed for that highest level. Mm. We got to. And Jesus, God helps us regulate. Mm -hmm. It's the best way I can put it for now. Um, until we get to the medical side, yeah. but our, you know, he helps us regulate and it can be a beautiful thing, but it's not so beautiful when we can't regulate. Right. But yes, anxiety is not all bad hmm. at all. It can help us stay on our toes and be, I love being self-aware. Yes. I love being aware of my surroundings and I love being more focused, like you were saying. Uh-huh. I love those. Now. Yeah. Okay. So this was just kind of a general overview of the fact that everybody has anxiety to some degree or another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily all bad. It can actually be really beneficial in our lives. Um, and maybe a little bit of science kind of behind what's going on with anxiety. Next week, I'm super excited about because we had a conversation with your husband, Steve Goss, mm-hmm. who is a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing some research on how um, these heightened states mm-hmm. over a long period of time can cause some problems. Yeah. And maybe some things that we can do about it and yeah. just uh, some ways to be aware uh-huh. of what's going on in our body um, and kind of some next steps of yeah. what that looks like um i really i feel like i always like leaving our listeners with something hopeful that they can do right now and today and i feel like this is going to be kind of like a multiple week setup Mm -hmm. for the good stuff Mm -hmm. because we are going to have an episode that just talks about like what do we do with our anxiety Mm -hmm. um and i hate to make people wait for that but we're gonna have to yeah let them wait wait a little bit yeah yeah this was to normalize everything for everybody yes give a have a conversation if you will about anxiety not to leave it with a bad rap and to have them listen in because next week is uh you know medical side and then yeah we will get to the what what to do but i think like for me knowing that i'm not alone that I'm not the only one who feels that way, that lowers my anxiety. Totally. That should lower your anxiety. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. So Mm -hmm. if anxiety is part of your life, Mm -hmm. if it's something that you find frustrating, that you don't like about yourself, I hope that today's episode helps you realize you're normal. Mm -hmm. Like we all are walking through this. We're all trying to figure it out. I'll leave it with this. Okay. How about this? Uh, The prayer that I began praying is... God, show me how to use the anxiety that you've given me. Mm. And it kind of changes your perspective Mm -hmm. on your anxiety. Yeah. And that's something all of us can do starting right now. Absolutely. Right now. All right. Well, we're going to put that in practice this week. And next week, we're going to dive into how anxiety affects us physically and our health. And uh, we hope you guys will join us for that. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast part of the KLRC Podcast Network.